0: Welcome to Conversations with Owens Community College President, Dr. Dion D. Somerville. Welcome to today's episode of the Conversations Podcast. I'm Dr. Dion D. Somerville. Thank you for listening today. Whether this is your first time with us or if you're a longtime follower, we're so happy that you're joining us as we explore the issues and meet the people who are important to Northwest Ohio and to Owens Community College. Please enjoy our previous episodes and subscribe to Conversations to join us for future episodes. We hope you will spend a few minutes to take our four-question listener survey. A link is in our episode notes, and you can access it at surveymonkey.com forward slash r forward slash conversations pod. Today, I am so excited to welcome two guests as we have a conversation about the big read at Owens. We're joined in the studio by Humanities Department Program Director and Professor of English, Jen Hazel, and Director of Library Services, Jane Berger. Jane attended Central Michigan University before earning her Master's in Information and Library Science from Wayne State University, and she has worked as a librarian at Owens for 14 years. Jen attended the University of Toledo before earning her Master's in English from Eastern Michigan University, and she has been a Professor of English at Owens for more than 17 years. Jen and Jane lead the Big Read at Owens, which has a huge following on our campuses and in the community. Hi, Jen and Jane, and thank you for being our guests today. Jen and Jane, I am so excited to have you both here. For each of our podcasts, we always ask our guests how they knew they needed education beyond high school because everyone has a story, and we think that a lot of times that inspires other people to kind of see themselves or look at different possibilities. And so can you talk a little bit about what made you decide you wanted to go to college? I'll go first. How about that? That doesn't happen very
1: often. Um, I am a first-gen student, so I am proud to say that. My parents really wanted us to go. So it's almost as though we didn't have an option. And I always knew I wanted to be a journalist, actually. Um, I was the editor of our high school paper. And so I knew that I had to go to go to college for that. And so it it was just something I grew up with, knowing that was the expectation. I was lucky enough to be able to go. Um, my parents, my mom at the time had a full scholarship, but she was the oldest of four. And as a female back in, at that time, she was expected to go to work so that she could save money and help her brother go to college because he was going to have to raise a family. Mm-hmm. So she was all about empowering her daughters to get their education. And so we followed suit.
0: There you go. It's mm-hmm. amazing how things have changed, isn't mm-hmm. it?
1: it? Truly. <laughs> yeah, truly.
2: <laughs> so my story is um, similar, actually. Um, I'm not a first-gen my parents were first gens, but um, it wasn't really like an option. It was, we just talked about it from young, like being young children, that that is what we were going to do. And for me, I've always had this innate sense of wanting to help people. And to be able to do that, I had to go to school to have a career, to be in something, to help someone. So that's where that um came from. So pretty much I was like, okay, well, we're going. And I ironically first started in um, social work. And then I wanted to be a
0: math professor. Because <laughs> <laughs> those are so closely related. So I'm, closely I'm so related. glad you turned the tide
1: and came to English, yes. right? And now I'm an English <laughs> professor. So anyway.
0: But well, I mean, I think it talks about, I mean, your story and your journey, you know, speaks to how, you know, People don't know exactly what it is they want to do when they first arrive at college, regardless of what age they arrive at college.
1: You Correct. Know, they,
0: there's that whole exploration, and that's why you take classes, and you know, and why you have learning
1: environments that really foster that kind of creativity. Absolutely. You have to take all the gen ed. So I quickly eliminated anything with math and science. I thought, well, (laughs) that is not in my wheelhouse. And I still wanted to be a journalist. And then I got into my first journalism class and thought, I'm gonna have to start writing obituaries. I thought I was going to be like the next Irma Bombeck. Now, for you younger (laughs) listeners, probably don't know who she is, but she was an awesome, funny feature writer. And Mm -hmm. I was the world's answer to Irma Bombeck. And Quickly got cut down and said, oh, no, everybody starts writing obituaries. So I'm going to have to work 24 hours, seven days a week, you know, chasing ambulances for, you know, $10,000 a year. Mm, I don't think so. (laughs) So eliminated that and just found something that would allow me to write. My my undergrad degree actually is in public relations, communications and public relations. So it still allowed me to write. Didn't have to work 24-7. Mm-hmm. Did all kinds of events and parties it was all fun so
0: <laughs> now what made you decide what what was the determining factor when you decided you wanted to go into library science
1: I grew up with libraries, summer reading program. Um, my mom and I would get bags of books every week. When I was in high school, um, that was my my job. I was a page at the library. I was a civil servant with the federal government when I was 16. You had to, we had to take a civil service test. I didn't know what that meant. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I was a page at our local library and I just loved from that. I just liked the organization mm-hmm. and then helping people and Course, I love the card catalog. You, you put all those little cards in the slots and then you'd pull out that metal thing and put them, them down. There. Yes, exactly. Oh, there was just a lot of satisfaction in that. But I just loved watching the librarians and what they did and how they helped people. And when I did my own research when I was in high school and then mm-hmm. in college, that feeling of satisfaction when you finally laid your hands on that perfect bit of information. Um, and this was before databases. So you had to work a little bit more or a little differently, I should say, Mm -hmm. um, to find it. And so I, I've just, I've always been in libraries, but, um, I think my time as a page kind of turned the tide. It just took me a while to Mm -hmm. get there. Um, but it was always in the back of my mind and, you know, getting married halfway through college and then finishing my bachelor's and working full-time and starting a family. So I was a very non-traditional master student. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Wonderful. That, that That's a perfect story. All right, Jen, social work to math, then <laughs> <Yeah>. English. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I know. Well, I was just trying to be honest
2: because I know a lot of our <laughs> students struggle with that too. Um, and it's interesting, like, because roughly did I always want to be a teacher? I, not necessarily because my mom is a teacher and I have an aunt who is a teacher, so I have like this family of teachers um, that I come from. So it was like, oh, I'm going to go do something different. Um, but even as a young age, my Poor younger siblings always had to um, play teacher. Um, Well, they were my students and I was teacher. And there was, you know, and I always got revved up about school supplies and new boxes and when you sharpen the pencils and all of that, always got excited about that kind of stuff. And I was teaching dance and coaching swimming like around like age, I don't know, 14, 15 Mm -hmm. um, in there. So it was always there, but I just don't think... I think I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to make my mark differently or I'm going to do, mm-hmm. but it calls like you don't necessarily choose and you get revved up and excited. And when I first um, went to UT, probably after the first semester, I was like, oh, I really college professor I had went to some um couple um office hours with some Mm -hmm. professors and I was just like just like this is so great we can like talk about all these great topics and have this like conversation Mm -hmm. and like because I'm well, I sometimes would hang out in their offices after class, you know, just, you know not no, you, sir. you're just soaking it all in. I was, I was soaking, soaking it, in. it in. So I just was like, I never wanted to leave. So it was always like in that background, always there. Um, and, you know, so you just go where kind of leads you. And I was like, well, OK, well,
0: this is what we're doing. So I was like, what do I got to do to do this? And then I learned and was like, okay, sounds good. (laughs) Now, there's many institutions throughout the state, throughout the country that have English programs and many colleges and universities that
1: have libraries. What made you both choose Owens? Well, my husband's job took us on a very small journey of the Midwest. So we moved by the time we landed here, our oldest daughter was in third grade, and it was her fifth school. Mm -hmm. And um, I had always worked part time. So I was home with the kids because we moved about every two years just because of what he did. And so I never really felt comfortable leaving my kids like, With a babysitter, or or, you know whatnot, because I didn't know the area. And you know, Mm -hmm. by the time I got comfortable, we were off to a new spot. So um, when we moved here, I was here for about a year or so, and then I thought, okay, I want to find something. And so I just started looking. I needed something at night. I knew uh, what I didn't want to do, like no gas stations, no fast food. I'd already done that. And Owens happened to have a listing for an evening part-time circulation supervisor, and I thought, well, I think that sounds great. library so you know when you have three kids ending your day in a library is the best thing you could ask for it doesn't matter how busy it is it's still calm and quiet so um and it's funny every now and then the kids would call i'm like isn't your dad there well yeah he's in the office but we wanted to ask you i'm sorry i'm very busy (laughs) you're circulating i am exactly so um that was in 2000. That was my, uh, my journey here. And it was because of my time working here that I really uh, got the fire lit under me to get my master's in library science. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough that I had a great employer that would pay for part of that. So <laughs> that was even better. So, and here I am.
2: <laughs> well, I grew up born and raised in the area. So when I wanted to start, as I, you know, mentioned before, like I always wanted to help people, like, I think it's really important to be involved in your community. And that is the aspect that is so great being here is the students I'm working with live here Mm -hmm. and it's not, they're coming in and then going, you know, and leaving. It is the students that are here and even the um, transient students, like in the summer, they're students that may be at Ohio State or maybe at OU, but they originally were from this area. Mm-hmm. So it is still the that community tie and knowing and working with and helping to our community to grow. And that's something that's super important to me. And that is Owens. Mm-hmm. And like... Ever since I applied to be an adjunct, like I've never wanted to be anywhere else. Um, so it's just like I've <laughs> well, never really who, looked. And who, i who was, well, right? you're right. You're right. I mean, who would want to be anywhere else? There's nowhere else to be. Um, and it's it's a lot of what also is there's a lot of support here to do the things to help grow that community mm-hmm. connection. Like like well, what we're here
0: talking about? We just decided
1: let's do this, and there's a lot of support to do it. Yep. So, yep. Well, you yeah. know,
0: it's really interesting because the big read was here at Owens before you guys took it over, mm-hmm. but you guys really have wrapped your arms around it, and it has a life all its own. Can you tell folks what the big read actually
1: is? This is where it gets tough because we only have how long?
0: <laughs>
1: well, Jen and I first met when we were on the literacy committee together, and mm-hmm. we had it wasn't called, I don't just called the campus read, I think. I don't know yeah. that it had a.
2: The committee was a literacy committee, mm-hmm. and they called it a campus read. And it was mainly what at the time would have been arts and sciences, now right. we're like liberal arts and STEM, and it was very centralized. Just and mostly even just to English. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, occasionally there would be a connection in like fine and performing arts, but it was very, very yep. connected yep. just to specifically yep. English classes. Yep.
1: And um, the book only very few events. So anyway, fast forward many years when um, I am searching for a new librarian and Jen agreed to be on my search committee mm-hmm. and we just happened to be talking which is so unlike us, before or after the (laughs) interview. Uh, I know, I'm telling you, (laughs) I'm telling you. So we, I can't remember, before or after we were talking and I said, I really want to do a campus read again. I just think it's so important. We just need to spread the love of reading. And she's like, oh my gosh, I was thinking about starting something like that this year too. And I said, well, we can't have two. So here, here we are today. We, um, 2019 I think we started we were on a roll and then there was a little something called the pandemic that Mm -hmm. um, we had to switch gears a bit but we switched gears we didn't stop Mm -hmm. we um, we learned a lot that first year Um, and we just we just clicked I think we Mm -hmm. just kind of picked up from where we were um, and we just play off of each other she's Uber organized, and I'm a great worker bee. I think, right? I'm a great worker bee. You right? are. Yeah, I'm giving <laughs> you the thumbs up on that one, Jane. So we work very well together, and um, and her her talents and connections complement what I do, and it just seems to work.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you asked us like what it is. So oh yeah, sorry. Like, you no, know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But that's goodness. what it was. <laughs>
1: that's what it was. So what it is
2: now. Um, is really, it's, it's an examination of different perspectives, um, through books and activities. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that we hit on that have made it like much bigger and more of an interest level is the fact that we're really talking about inclusion and belonging, Mm -hmm. um, and that thread within there and exposing people to perspectives that are different than what they may Mm -hmm. have looked at. And so it's learning and it's learning in, like a different way where it becomes like you're learning from people in the community. You're learning from people who are here. You're learning how all these themes may connect. And I think before it was really just we're going to pick this book. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like an intentional we're going to talk about these themes that are all found within this book. Right. And then we're going to have this author come and talk about it after we've done all these activities and we've helped educate you. So then when you do ask questions, you have a good basis to be able to mm-hmm. ask a question because we've helped prepare you for that. Right. The other thing is Jane and I just get real revved up. <laughs> I mean, not that anyone could ever see that. No. About lots of different things. And so it becomes like, exploding into all these things that we're interested in right. and want to do. Um, and I think that that is part of it. I think the other thing too, is instead of it just being like a book chosen, yeah. like we, we pick the themes from the first year we did it, but we pick the themes now from requests from students. So when mm-hmm. right. we do evaluations, With student evaluations after an event, they tell us things they might be interested in. And that's where then the theme, then we kind of pick some authors that are in our price range to come and themes around that. And then we send those out to the community, um, the campus community, as well as the larger community to vote. Mm -hmm. So
0: they're having the say in who's coming here. Which is awesome. I mean, one of the things that to me is so impressive about the Big Read is that Exactly what you're saying. It's not just a book because a lot of institutions will have a common reading. It really is this comprehensive effort. And it's even though the two of you have been the face of it and you lead the effort, it really is a college-wide event, and it's even infused in the curriculum because you lead discussion groups with faculty about how can these principles be in, involved or infused throughout your learning. And so how did you get not only you know your excitement, but your commitment to this
1: to kind of permeate through your colleagues? Well, I think one way is because we are so excited and energized about what we do, and We just want to share it with everybody. So, the we yeah I can just I still remember us thinking okay how can we reach people who aren't normally going to just cotton on to this? Mm-hmm. How do we get to the um, to the medical field and to the math you know field? How do we package it so that it's something that everyone can incorporate into their um, classes? So I think it was our second year when we had Saeed Jones um, you know our theme on race and gender you need to have conversations no matter where you are on campus about that. And especially as as things open up more uh, regarding those those topics and mm-hmm. students who are kind of finding who they are and, and getting comfortable with that, we need to be able to be open and welcoming mm-hmm. to everyone. And so by having these discussions and encouraging these other areas to come in uh, on it, and the books we select aren't long. Mm-hmm. You can take little excerpts. So we really make it easy. And throughout the summer, we do this workshop with our faculty. And that, I think, has helped a lot. Jen, Uber, Uber-organized professor here, did, you know, with our big reach, you know, you can get involved a little. You can get involved big, bigger, biggest Yes,
2: as, um I've been told that it's like the um, subscription plan. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Like you can do this, 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 yeah. this. Yep. Um, And then talk about what that means. I think there's a couple of things too. Like, so the main um thing with the big read, like our main thing is about exposing people to different perspectives to create, to create that sense of inclusion and belonging. And, that is what we do. Like, I personally invite people to come. Yes. I want you to come. How do you think you could use this in your class? Let's brainstorm ideas. Yes. And that in itself, I think, is super helpful because it's like, we want you to do this. Right. We're going to help you do this in a sense of not just putting it out there and being like, well, whoever does it. Right. Does mm-hmm. it. Right. Like, I, as you know, because I send you personal invites. <laughs> thing,
0: which I greatly appreciate. <laughs> and I know you come when you come when you <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and, and, you, and you don't when you're not able to. Um, but that's it, too. Like, I'm sending someone a personal yeah. invite. I want yep. you to come mm-hmm. and see this. And every year we work to try to grow and expand that. Within this year, one of the things we've done is really work with advising. So advisors yes. bring up some of those themes um, with students as well because – education like we've seen with this project also doesn't just happen in a classroom. It happens all the time and
1: everywhere. Well, Mm -hmm. for our uh, workshop this past summer, we gave everybody who came, they were like book covers, basically. And we had, you know, some specific things that we wanted them to attach to it, but we gave it to them to take back to their departments and post somewhere where everyone would see it. So that Somebody, well, what is that? Well, let me tell you what that mm-hmm. is. So those conversations don't just stay in that workshop area; it goes out to everyone. So we really do try to reinforce in multiple ways, multiple times, to the point where we think, oh, are they just deleting without reading our stuff because it's just <laughs> from us again? Or, <laughs> but we've gotten really good um, yeah. support.
0: Well, and so we talked a little bit about how it's chosen and how it really is a student you know, driven process in terms of what the students want to see and how we can support that. Can you talk a little bit about who is the author
1: for the twenty three twenty four Big Read? Ooh, Tony Jensen. Um, our theme this year is Indigenous Peoples. Tony Jensen is the author of uh, – I always get it wrong – Carrie, Kenry, yes. <laughs> survival, a memoir of survival on stolen land. I told Jen, we have to pick shorter titles. Um, she also, we've had really good feedback on memoirs. Uh, people mm-hmm. really like to hear about Someone others' experiences. Been- yep, yeah. And what they've lived through and and how they've, you know, dealt with certain things that have come their way. This book takes it a little bit step further to make it a little bit easier mm-hmm. uh, to manage in a classroom. Each chapter is independent of the other, so you can just take a chapter. Some chapters are two pages, some are twenty. You know, it just depends. But there's there's so many themes in in this book that you can pick any chapter and have something to talk about, something to learn about. Her, I think, strongest themes are um, gun violence, mm-hmm. and. Um, trafficking of women. Mm -hmm. And um, trafficking of women in this area is something that we all need to be aware of because of our proximity to the turnpike and the the freeway system. We know that this is an area that that Mm -hmm. happens. So we can't pretend it doesn't, and we need to protect our our kids. And so having these conversations, just making it aware, even if you're still uncomfortable, like, you know about it. And maybe that will alter how you react should you see something that seems questionable. Mm-hmm. But she's fabulous. She's very laid back. Um, we've had all sorts of personalities mm-hmm. with with our authors. Boy, she's lived a life. Um, she has really, she talks about um, native land and land that was um, taken from them and the, during the removal era. And she's very succinct in her writing. It took me a, a few chapters to kind of get in the rhythm of her writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but once there, it I just really enjoyed everything. And I learned so much. I don't know if I slept through part of history class or if we didn't talk well, about it back in, in my history, you know class times, but I have learned so much. but think about what you guys have been able to do
0: with Indigenous peoples day. Mm-hmm. and the the celebration, the, the people that you've been able to bring in, the movie, I mean, everything has been, because I, I said the same thing. I remember going, okay, I mean, growing up in Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. this is, you know, an area where, you know, you have a lot of, like, I would learn a lot about um, different peoples because you would look at the name of a town or yes. a street, mm-hmm. and yes. you're like, well, why is that, that? And then you kind of, you know, get yeah. things. So And so, but there were things like you, Jane, to where I'm like, I did not know that I didn't learn that, you know, because it wasn't it wasn't part of the The curriculum at the time. Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly.
2: And I think about we talked about this on our podcast, Jane, with um, with uh, Raven recently, Mm -hmm. how it is like history was always or at least the way i remember it it was told to you like matter of a fact there wasn't like Mm -hmm. feeling behind it and what it felt for the people yes and the thing that tony was really able to do was she was able to tell her story and then tell the larger story around that Mm -hmm. to place the context within it and i think that Hearing somebody's personal story then connected to what you've learned makes it very different. Yes. And there was no commentary. Like mm-hmm. like I remember no. us having this. It was here's what it is, but it wasn't like someone was like on top of that saying, Well, this was wrong that we right. moved the Indians. It was just like This is what used, happened. Well, this, and is, and this is history, this
1: is fact. Right. And mm-hmm. at the
2: time we used the term Indians, which yes. we don't use. Correct. Like we moved, you know, it yep. was we use indigenous people now. Yep. Um or Native Americans, but like that was the first term we used. Yep. And nobody would comment on, well, right. it really wasn't a good
1: idea. It was wrong that we took the – like nothing. It was just this is what happened. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one thing – this is just um, – I think it's Chapter 9. Chapter 9 is just fraught with all kinds of stuff. Um, and one thing that is – it just sticks with me because I just never thought about the intentionality of some of these – these companies that come in to rural areas where they Mm -hmm. want to do fracking because that's Mm -hmm. where it's um, easier for them. But that's also where some of our indigenous folks live. And that's been their land for a long time. And part of the benefit package, and I'm using air quotes here, is that these workers have access to native girls. And Mm. there's trafficking heavily that happens it was shocking to me and it's so disturbing to me and that's why I think this just stands out in my mind as as like my my mission because again we are in this area to just be more vigilant and make sure that that doesn't happen Um, as as much as I can to you know in, in my power but just being aware I couldn't tell you that 12 months ago I was aware or gave a care about this. Did I know? Yeah, I heard it on the news. Mm -hmm. But this brought a personal almost Mm -hmm. element knowing I feel like I know her and she knows some of these people Mm -hmm. who have, well, they are, you know, her people. So um, there's just so much in this book that can lead to conversations. And again, if it doesn't lead to actions right here and now, it's led to an awareness. Mm -hmm. And that's step one, First you're aware, then you can take action. Maybe it takes some time for you to digest it all, but that's, and that's through our programming and our events, we are giving you a little bit more and a little bit more so that it's all, you're learning, you're constantly learning and be, becoming more aware so that your actions can um, maybe, you know, take a different turn. Right.
0: Or, or at least you can think through, you know, from a very critical perspective okay this is what is proposed or is occurring or has occurred or whatever and I have this new context and I can make a conscientious decision about how I think about said event or action through whatever lens Mm -hmm. I choose or through the integration of all those or whatever the case may be in terms of making an informed decision or having an informed perspective yes because you can conscientiously choose oh no I don't believe that which is your choice to do? Absolutely, but, you have the tools now to be able to, to right. do that from a from a critical perspective,
2: and work using it in my using the book, um, and this book specifically um, in my courses. It's I really see a lot of students like want to learn more mm-hmm. and want to do more and be like I wasn't aware of X, and now. I want to take such action. Um, I think of the one student, Carrie, mm-hmm. Um, my students in the honors program in my honors class did um, what they call an advocate, what I call an advocacy project mm-hmm. where they had to advocate in some way um, for, we, we themed, I themed the whole like class this last semester on um, missing and murdered indigenous women. And they had to in some way, put something out into the world Mm -hmm. that was advocating and then take that back and talk about how they felt about being able to do that. And one of the students um, put together this amazing podcast, and she took the initiative to reach out to um, uh, a family of a missing and murdered indigenous um, woman and learn more about it. And she has been continually working with him. He's invited her to come to um north dakota Mm -hmm. and meet the family and Mm -hmm. so like incredible and like hearing that story and hearing Mm -hmm. that she took that initiative was just great was really really awesome um we interviewed her a little while ago Mm -hmm. and she was on our podcast um and like, so I have her again this semester for honors and she's going to be working a little bit more on it. So stay tuned. Yeah. But I mean, that in itself is really like powerful that, that, yes. Yes. that she was like inspired by the fact that I never, because one of the things she said is I never noticed how and not that individuals um, like um, who are blonde hair and blue eyed deserve less um, than someone else but it's that's what you see mm-hmm. when someone is murdered or missing like we mm-hmm. all know john benet's name we all know gabby patino
1: like, natalie holloway um there right
2: was, yeah but we don't necessarily know we don't it doesn't make the news in the, right. same, in the way. same way, the same way yeah. that they all deserve that um type of action
0: Mm -hmm. that is amazing Mm -hmm. well and it's it's one of those things like you had mentioned jane about the trafficking it's one of those topics that you hear more and more about and so i hope that 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 awareness continues Mm
1: -hmm. you also
0: mentioned your podcast Mm -hmm. would you like to talk a little bit about your podcast (laughs) yes
2: we love it (laughs) We we do love our podcast so i was working with um Professor Rob Thomas on a totally different project. And we were talking about podcasts and he was like, would you guys like to do one? And I was like, well, yeah, kind of. That might be kind of yeah, fun. we've never I'm, done we've it. never boy. done it, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, most of my media work is all like, has been either print or like, I mean, it's now digital, but it would have been like a print newspaper before. I am not really aging myself, although I'm kind of aging myself. <laughs> um, it was, with print was just, it was just last year. year. You're right. Just and then year. moving into that, not necessarily audio. Um, and so it's always that like in the moment that, that that freaks me out about audio so um, (laughs) there's no like back button um that makes me a little makes me a little worried but um and I was like well yeah sure so we just Kind of started and a lot of it was just Jane and I talking at first and, and then Jane reading passages oh, and I yeah. was commenting on the passages cause I love to hear Jane read and <laughs> Puts it right to sleep.
1: I know it doesn't <laughs> put putting,
2: no, putting all those passages. And then like we started being like, well, let's interview the author and so we would interview the authors um then and then this year or well this semester specifically the goal and then we started interviewing before this semester but we started interviewing people on campus and sometimes um People from the community, and then we this semester. And we've had students help. We've had students produce um, one time if Rob mm-hmm. wasn't there, yeah. um, and we try to make it a teaching experience. Like clearly, I always try yes, to make everything does. a teaching yes. experience. <laughs> yes. Anyway, yes. so we make it a teaching experience. And this semester, that's really the focus. So we've had um, two students on so far. Mm-hmm. We're going to have both of them come back. It's really. I told Rob, I was like, let's take this to a level where it's really. At a teaching level, and mm-hmm. um, where you're using this, so he's used some of it in class for when Jane and I mess up. When yeah. Jane does
1: with That's her piece, right, you know, <laughs> popping those peas, um, <laughs>
2: and um, so you know, like that. Just to, like as a teaching experience and like, oh, and this kind of stuff too, like, uh, always like it would take me forever to remember what I was supposed to say at the end of the podcast, like <laughs> talk about where you can find the podcast. So where you can go to listen to that mm-hmm. is Outcome Student Media Center YouTube channel mm-hmm. is where you can find that. And it's really a fun project with Jane and I to get an opportunity to talk Yep. Well, now that we, we just, need an opportunity yeah, to talk, Actually, well, but and to really, um, really just bring more people in to hear about what we do and get students on a different level, yeah, like excited. Yeah, yep. Mm.
1: Well, and it's funny because we'll just be chatting about one thing and, well, we should try that. And then, well, no, that's just, that's not going to work. And then you just talk some more and, well, why can't we do that? And then this whole thing, then it gets big and mm-hmm. they say, okay, we need to rein mm-hmm. ourselves back in. And then we present it to Rob and Rob really. Mm-hmm. puts it into a manageable context. And then here we are, but we just, it's just fun. It's, it's fun to interview, to learn different things from our guests, from, and meeting new people, taking it out into the community. We work, have worked with our community partners, um, other libraries, public libraries, and we've had some of them um, come in and talk about, you know, the partnership extending beyond our campus walls. Um, so it's just, It's just been a great experience, and I think that's – kudos to our our Owens outcome Mm -hmm. and Mr. Rob Thomas. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and one of the things – and I remember saying this to you guys yesterday – I mean, not yesterday, last year. um, And I remember Jen's face as I was saying it (laughs) because last year, as I'm going over to see the author speak um, over at the Center for Fine and Performing Arts – I am stuck behind a school bus. And I remember saying, I have never been so happy to be stuck behind a school bus (laughs) than to know that they were coming Mm -hmm. to see all this. And so you mentioned the public library, but there's also school districts involved. There's Mm -hmm. high schoolers who, you know, participate. And so can you talk a little bit about what you've been able to do to increase community involvement around
1: this? Well, again, you know, we just sit and chat and one thing leads to another. And I think, we started with, we should do little free libraries. And then we found out, oh, there's a lot of those around. So maybe we don't need some of those. But then um, I, and I'm not really even sure how it morphed into our big reading bookshelf project. And that is what we do today. And we currently have, I don't know, 13, 13 um, bookshelves in area agencies uh, from Ohio Means Jobs to um, shelters, Cherry Street Mission, um, and lots of places in between. Uh, but what they are, are, we have a great campus community. So they are donated shelves, uh, many of them from our campus community and all of the books from our campus community have been donated and we take we we paint them Owens red we -hmm. put a big fat sticker on that says Owen's Big Reading Shelf Project. And then we go out into the community and place these shelves, stock them up with books for whatever their um, clientele is, if it's adults, if it's adults and kids, if it's baby, whoever it is. Um, and then they let us know when they're running low because we've got such a great community. We have shelves and shelves of books. Mm-hmm. And then I just went out, Was well, we went out two weeks ago and um, refreshed and then got another site with um the men's revitalization center through cherry street Street. mission yep Mm -hmm. and i was supposed to actually deliver books was it last friday was real sloppy i don't know whatever day was um snowy and the gentleman said i'll come and get them i'm like oh awesome are you (laughs) sure oh yeah he says this is great so loaded up my little book cart and we took i think Ten boxes of books and put them in the back of his van. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Let us know when you need more." Oh, I sure will. And we do. We, you know, and out, we'll reach out and and see. You know, how's your how are your shelves looking? We've had them contact us. We've had some interest in gardening. Do you have any gardening books or um, Cherry Street Mission? <laughs> they have Stephen King aficionados they love Mm -hmm. Stephen King so every time I get a Stephen King book in, I say I've got I've got a few more would you like oh that'd be great so you know we're getting a rapport um with these folks now and it just makes I don't makes me happy I know it makes you happy I'll speak for you that we are sharing our (laughs) love of reading and we're enabling those who uh, may not be able to get to a library and we have a great library system but if you don't have the means to get there easily Mm -hmm. um this makes it easy. And they were what, one day in the summer we were leaving and the, the little stoop area was just loaded with kids and like, I can take more than one. I can take it home. I'm, oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's just, it's such a heartwarming feeling. Um, but we have worked with, um, Toledo public way public has been a real, um, help, uh, with us and they allowed us to, um, make blankets. They Mm -hmm. helped us because this was during the pandemic and we kind of ran out of students. And Mm -hmm. so we took all of our supplies over there and they had some of their patrons uh, finish all of these blankets. We were working with Toledo All-Stars, which is an after-school program in Toledo Public. And they said that a lot of these kids may not get Christmas presents. So they like to get them something. And it was meant to be because we had exactly, exactly the number <laughs> of blankets that they needed. And they we had them all set out on a the table. They came, these kids picked them out and they you know put them around them like they were wearing capes and they were so excited. Oh, that is um, and that wouldn't have been possible without our... Our community well, and, partner.
2: And then um, they, um, some of their partners still some of their patrons still got even more revved up about it that they made more that then we had some along with gloves and mittens yes, that we could drop yes. off yep. um, at an area shelter. Yep. So that was really kind of that was really exciting and yeah, it's just it's just again, you people want to
1: help, they and um, but you just got, a lot of times have to give them a place. Yes, mm-hmm. or, yes. A, or an opportunity. An idea. Yeah. Okay. This is yeah. what we'd like to do. Would you be able to help us? Oh my gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would love to. Um, we've had some some good participation with events that have taken place mm-hmm. at some of our partner um, areas. We are proud to say that we are the first college to bring the human library to Northwest Ohio. And now there are three other spots mm-hmm. that are doing it, um, that That's we have wonderful. helped partner and, um, and get. So, um, human library will be coming again in the fall. Don't miss it.
0: Wonderful. <laughs> now, if someone wants to donate books <gasps> yes. for one of the shelves, how do they do that?
1: Contact the library, bring them into the library. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're happy to help you unload, you know, bags, boxes. Um, however, yeah, just get in touch with the library uh, on campus and we will make it happen. We have been so, so lucky with the response. And we took when we moved from the library from one side of campus to the other, we had some extra shelves that we used to have our books on. So we have a storage room down the hall, and we reuse some of those shelves. And Mm -hmm. I want to say we have maybe eight shelves in there, and I believe four of them are filled with books Mm -hmm. that That are going It's – they're just constantly being turned over. Mm -hmm. So,
2: And we've been lucky that as we've been other places, um, the media outlets have – heard we've been jane has made me do the talking beyond the the news um about it and that we've had people in the community already um donate books like i have these books
1: when can i get them to you When can i drop them Mm -hmm. um we just had somebody last week who um said, I remember seeing that. Are you still taking books? We sure are. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'll be back. And sure enough, he came back yeah. with a couple boxes of books. So we're amazing. also taking shelves.
2: Yep. And um, next year, we'd like to bring back again, um, the blanket tie. So mm-hmm. fleece or any um, things to make blankets with, we are also taking that as well. That yep. is wonderful. So,
0: yep. Well, the engagement that you have in the community is pretty wonderful from the libraries and library system mm-hmm. to the high schools and school districts um, community organizations the k through 12s you know districts it's it's just pretty incredible it, it makes go ahead
1: oh no i'm sorry <laughs> i see here i get so excited well, i was going to say last year when the author came that busload of of mm-hmm. kids um they were so fun to listen to. Oh, my mom and I have read this book. We <laughs> love it. We couldn't wait for this. And one thing that we learned again, you know, you, we're always evolving and trying to, you know, make it better or or easier for everyone. Um, something that we hadn't considered, we're able to um, sell pretty swanky, fancy bookmarks. And mm-hmm. with a bookmark purchase, you get a free book. And um, <laughs> we had so many so many people asking last year, why are you selling the book today? And it was like a light bulb went on over both of our heads, like, My, why didn't we f- consider that before? So this year, we are actually going to be selling those fancy bookmarks so they get a free book <laughs> um, the day that the <laughs> author comes. So... Um, it's just it it was so it's just so fun to listen to their conversations and mm-hmm. um their excitement i've been waiting for this i've never met an author i've never had a book signed <laughs> yeah. and, and so hopefully this is creating when they have their own family mm-hmm. they will generate this kind of excitement you know with their kids mm-hmm. and i think like too the area high
2: school the area high schools that have really um, taken hold of this have been um, like it's like it started as like the one class mm-hmm. and then it grew mm-hmm. to another class with a secondary professor. Now this year, they have like almost all the professors in their English department mm-hmm. at one of the high schools teaching the book and then they're all coming mm-hmm. so it was like we're all like that day when I, when they told me how many were, were probably looking at coming in april i was like right away i was like okay well i need to let everyone know so that's a lot of people i know, I know. Like,
1: yeah. well and it's so cool because you know to be able to go on a field trip with high school kids, it's not like you just say, okay, we're going. Right. There's it's process. a process. Yeah. And so knowing that they are so interested and excited that they start planning for this, you know, in the fall, right. to make it happen for yeah. this in the spring. Yeah. Because so.
2: yeah, they have to have their board approve it. Yeah. Yeah. Bring them. And I always think about, too, like we have to get the timing just right because they have to have mm-hmm. the buses back. Yep. And like the yeah. Whole thing yeah. 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 It's a lot. Yep. Like,
0: like when they, I think there was, there three or four buses. Three or four buses. Yeah. we're here last year absolutely yep this is a great conversation it's it's first of all it's fun but you know (laughs) the the passion that both of you have for this I mean when you think about you you talked about inclusion and belonging and how important that is from multiple perspectives and you know even you know the accessibility by making sure this is in the community by offering the Free books when you buy a book. Right, I mean, there's all of those things that really speaks to your commitment to learning not only for Owens Community College students but for the region as a whole and I can't I can't you know thank you enough for what you've done over the years to make sure that this is a program that you know is worthy of our community and so the the energy and passion you bring to it is pretty incredible and it is my honor and pleasure to have you both on the podcast
1: oh, wow. today. We love, should we leave with a little dangler though about when is our uh, next Big read book going to be announced. Oh, Stay yes. tuned. So, yes. So we will be announcing
2: the new book on May 2nd at noon in College Hall 100.
0: You don't, don't want to miss it. Don't want to miss it. Be there. Be square. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. But watch
2: for like a month before that. Yep. A vote that will come out. Yes. So you can
1: vote for that book. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And you're going to love it and talk about inclusion and accessibility and belonging. Mm, this mm-hmm. is going to be a good one. <laughs> <It is. laughs> As I rub my hands together. I know.
0: <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Well, I thank you both. First of all, I'm, I'm very proud of the work that you do. I'm proud of both of you and just thrilled that you are colleagues here at, at Owens. Um, and I thank you both for being on the podcast. Thank you for asking. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Jen and Jane, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for your commitment to Owens and the Big Read. What you've done and continue to do for our community through this program is incredible. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. And thank you to all of our listeners. Please remember to take our quick four-question listener survey. That link is in our program notes. And please remember to subscribe and join us for future conversations. Until next time, take care.